Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley. This podcast is for high achievers, visionaries, creatives, coaches, and consultants. Because the key, the key, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. You see, I know you are here creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you and it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in business, your performance, and potentially in relationships. I'm known with my clients for being their loudest cheerleader. I often believe in them even before they do so themselves. And yet you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as you create your ultimate legacy. This podcast is called Wielding Legacy because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome friends to today's Wielding Legacy conversation, where I am joined by the fabulous Tiggs Rice. She is a UK photographer who was voted the world's leading female burlesque photographer. She's actually also an award-winning author and champions her clients to create personal branding images that perfectly betray their unique personality, style, and values. For me, legacy is about leaving your mark on society. It's about living longer in memories than the physical being. You cannot forge new paths and create legacy uh, without being the first person to tread the path. And it's never easy, but it's so worth the journey. Today, Tiggs and I talk about burlesque and how actually creating your burlesque character and your name (laughs) can help you to uncover your true values and brand personality as you create your legacy. It is my pleasure to welcome Tiggs to the podcast today. I feel like this is going to be delicious, maybe a bit sassy. Um, Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see where we go with this. So welcome to the podcast, my love. Thank you for having me. I've been so looking forward to this. It's good. It's going to be good. We have very similar energies. uh, So we're just going to get straight into it with my question that I ask all season two guests. What does legacy mean to you? Oh, it's such a good question. Um, For me, legacy is about leaving your mark on society it's about living longer in memories than the physical being so for me it's always been about making sure that a little something of me stays behind once I'm gone that just like just transcends what I'm capable of in my in my lifetime so for me I think it's always been about getting like I don't know making the history books in a way and not in a sense of like, you know, I'm not going to be the next Marie Curie probably, but like, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the next I love the fact that you just gave yourself that reframe and went, well, who knows? <laughs> Let's not contain ourselves. We don't who know. Knows? Who knows? But, you know, I love the idea that a book could be written about the mark that I left on the world or the work that I've done in my short time on the planet. Like something like that to me is, is a wonderful thing. So yeah, leaving your mark beyond the time you have. Okay, well, I love that. It's kind of a really concise quote. So legacy is leaving a mark beyond the time that you have here. Mm -hmm. 
Now you've kind of just kind of given us a little, me and the listeners, a kind of little taster and a little tease, which is kind of appropriate into this. <laughs> would your mark be someone writing a book about you? Or what would that mark be after you're no, no longer on this plane? Oh, I've thought about this a lot over the years, especially in the last, especially in like lockdown life. Um, when a lot of the things that I held really close to me got taken away, like I wasn't able to work because my job was then considered illegal. Um, and it really made me reframe what was important and what I actually, what mattered like, and the things that really mattered to me were human connection and having that deep, meaningful like you know the really deep dive conversations you have that are beyond like what's your favorite color um like you know like what's the meaning of life kind of stuff um but also how do I how do I put that mark on life and you know I, I there's like things like having a wikipedia page like someone's taking the time to write something about you it wouldn't even have to be a book but to have meant enough for someone to take time out of their life to go you know what that that takes she's she's worth putting on paper or you know, making a portfolio of or creating a gallery of my photos um I don't know I, I haven't quite got to exactly what it is but I think the fun is finding out right and this is so interesting because this comes up with so many guests the fact that when we talk about legacy sometimes we can think that we either need to be able to do it and obviously you said it in a beautiful contained answer of what legacy means to you but sometimes we aren't in a place or a space in our lives even if we know our legacy to act on our legacy we're not in a place of healing we haven't done the inner trauma work we haven't mm-hmm. let go of those things that are no longer serving us and you may be able to sometimes feel that there's some part of legacy there but you don't have to know all the answers right now of what it is, yeah. how to grab. I mean, I'm going to ask questions, but it doesn't mean that you have to know all those things, do you? Because it almost says that you're going to stay the same person right now, Tiggs Rice, right now, from now until the end, which that's just illogical. It, it couldn't happen because if I was the same person, if I was the same person now as the day I die, however many days, years, months, weeks, decades, whatever I have left, like, if I'm the same person now as the person I am when that time comes, then I haven't pushed myself to be more than what I am now. Mm, that's a beautiful sentiment, isn't it? And does it, yeah. does it just be push or is it flow? I think the coach of me then said push and I went, oh, sometimes we can feel like we have to push. I'm not saying that's not working there, but yeah. does it always have to be a push or could it be a flow, do you think? I think it could be either. I think it depends on how you, how you function you know, some people enjoy the push and some people enjoy the pull. Um, mm. And some people can be somewhere in the middle where it's just, a, you know, a real, like you say, like it's a flow. It's where's the world taking me? It may not be pushing. I guess it's like they say about the, um, you know, when we talk about reaching the goal and the goal is never a linear line. Mm. You never get what you want without taking a couple of like real hard turns or pivots or like a back back alley or whatever like and I think I think it's exactly the same there like you could push but it might not go the way you want and you might find that it gives slightly easier in a different direction so yeah I think that's the point on that one (laughs) that's such an interesting point which you just made for any listeners who would resonate with that in terms of actually when we create our legacy it's not linear and Mm -mm. 
sometimes you do feel like you're going backwards. The pandemic for many people was a huge, a huge event, let's call it, because I'm being very careful with my language around this. But it was a huge event, which we did have not necessarily a choice of the event. We had a choice of how to process the event. And we had a choice of actually realizing that for some people, their businesses, as you said, went became illegal. So you yeah. couldn't do yours. So that wasn't your choice of how to interpret that. I can't do my business as I know it beforehand right now. And sometimes it yeah. feels like we're going backwards as we create legacy or we're taking, we're going round a back alley and we're going around the houses and we're nowhere near. We know where we're going. It, it feels like we're going completely the opposite way. But that's just being an entrepreneur. That's just being a business owner. That's just creating a legacy. It isn't linear and it's definitely not always sexy. Exactly. And I mean, if you'd have told me at any point in the in the past that there would be a time when I couldn't photograph people and that I'd have to result to using FaceTime and Shutter and different apps like that to connect with people on the Internet to photograph them from each other's like bedrooms. I just would never have believed you. I've got a question for you when it comes to photographs and legacy. Mm. Do you think that you can capture someone's like phase of legacy creation? This is completely my word, said. Do you think you're capturing someone's phase of legacy creation in your images of the different events that you photograph? Absolutely. I genuinely think that like photography is capturing someone's soul and their essence and how you show up on the day and how you feel whether you're having a good day or a bad day is I've had that real privilege of being able to photograph people through like pre just post or during I guess and then the recovery stages after and seeing how these beautiful humans are working through things and how their relationships with their bodies have changed in learning to love the new form that they're in um and even just how they're feeling about themselves and watching them grow and become more comfortable which you know being in front of a camera doesn't always tend to be the most comfortable thing for us all to be, to begin with and as someone who's been in front of your camera mm-hmm. i love when i look back of all the different personal branding shoots that i've had over the years and in a way something happened recently that i had never even considered and is definitely never why i commissioned them because they were commissioned mm-hmm. for a marketing purpose they were commissioned for social media they were commissioned so i had headshots and all the other things Mm-hmm. But what happened recently is when I was putting them all together in like a timeline, it's beautiful to see myself change and evolve as a person over that timeline, even from, yes, hair and those, those kind of cosmetic things. But I can see it in my eyes and my soul, how I've changed, how I'm holding myself, how I'm doing different things. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things I think about photography is for many, it's seen as a luxury. It's, it's seen as something to do for a purpose, like I was doing it. It was very much, I was doing it for a marketing purpose. And so you end up with this timeline throughout my adult life of, apart from my personal branding shoots that I commissioned for business, these chunks of my life of which there is no decent photography. So you mm-hmm. have your wedding and we've just celebrated mm-hmm. our 14th wedding anniversary. So we had our, our wedding. Congratulations. Thank you. And we look yes. so different. <laughs> so different. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> then you have like this huge gap and there might be the odd candid photo but there's not really these photos which are looking at us in depth or when we are the focal point you know that you just have these kind of candid ones and 
me and my husband have actually had photo shoots done together, partly for business, but partly there were also add-ons to what we were doing. And it's so nice to see those photos now because actually you see us evolving as a couple as well. But if you'd never had them done, and I'd never had them done for marketing, there would be this huge chunk of evolution in my life and our life, again, when we've got the couple ones, that, that isn't there. And I think that's something that we, we miss just celebrating and the creation of legacy, not the end of it. Exactly. And imagine if you were able to have your photo taken without the social pressures and social constructions around you, where you could just focus on just being you without this has to look good for my business. This has to look good for my wedding photos. This has to make a family album. Like take all of that away. You can literally just be you and you'll just bring your best self or, you know, whatever you're feeling that day, let's document it. You're going through a a period that you're really struggling. Hey, let's celebrate the fact that you're still here one day at a time. You know, these are the things that we, these are the things that matter in photography. You know, these are the photos that we look back on. Not Not the mundane sort of, you know, and I call them mundane because actually normally they're the things we celebrate, but everyone has wedding photos. Everyone has christening photos. We all have the same things. The graduation photo where we're all holding some kind of scroll. (laughs) And like, but what about the stuff where you just turn up and be, and just be your brutally honest self? This is where I think photography of couples comes in even more because when you have that photography through the years and you know the struggles that you've been through I've always been very open and honest you know we went through 13 years of IVF treatments and trying to have a family you know I see pictures and I know where we were in that journey and I say that for you listeners so if anybody else here is resonating with being through a fertility journey being childless by choice or not by choice actually those photos of the two of you become even more incredibly powerful because they're they're images of your journey together even if you mm-hmm. never did get the result that you wanted it's like this Absolutely. power that you have between the two of you I have a question for you please do mm-hmm. you are someone who has a significant number of photos of you through, like you say through business and other personal whatever's do you know the photo the moment that you realized that you fell in love with you I couldn't I wouldn't be able to say it was one photo but I I know exactly the photos from a shoot that Mm -hmm. are that on each shoot I I I definitely knew and let's just talk about it as we're, we're talking about it now that I remember on my first ever commission shoot the photographer I chose at the time the kind of atypical photo shoots you were seeing out there I was like I do not want that I was like that's not mm-hmm. me I I wouldn't ever want to be photographed like that um and at the time the shoot that I wanted and the photographer I chose she was brilliant she worked with me but it was very different than what was going on in the industry but it was a representation of me yeah so everybody yeah. on the podcast if you're actually not listening but if you go to YouTube I am a smiley person I'm just a smiley. I laugh a lot. I've got, you know, it's just, I'm very expressive with my hands. So when you see photos of me, which are just like, it doesn't look like me. You can, I can still have my mouth closed and be smiling behind my eyes and you can see it. But if I don't look like me, people go, okay. And I will have serious ones, but it's always the cheeky ones. Cause that's one of my values being cheeky, being curious. I know when we did ours, there's one of me. And again, 
head over to YouTube and watch this part of the podcast because you aren't going to want to see what I'm doing. There's a photo of me and I've just eaten a part of a donut and I'm going, (laughs) and it's just, (laughs) it's the essence of me. It's cheeky. It's a little bit too far. It's pushing boundaries and it's a bit uncomfortable. Kind of that's like being, it's a bit eccentric and everything else in between and is everything you're not supposed to do. Don't eat, don't eat on a shoot. Don't photograph yourself eating on a shoot. Don't photograph yourself eating something unhealthy on a shoot. You know, all of these things. And I love that one that you shot of me because that's, it's just cheeky me. It was, I, I, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of that entire day, actually, is that donuts like that really. And it's only, there aren't that many photos in that section, but it was like the highlight of the day. It was, it's just, it was just those things that worked. And in terms of um, different shoots, when I know, did I fall in love with me? What I will say is obviously the way that you are seeing us today on the podcast, I was the client because I'd hired you. And so I was very almost confident in what I wanted to create. And I remember you saying to me on the day, you like to play with the juxtaposition of femininity and masculine stances. So there was a shot of me on some, um, I was sat on some stairs outside an office and I had my legs. I was, I was in trousers, everybody, so don't worry. I was in trousers, but I had (laughs) trousers and I had my legs open in heels having a coffee. Now, and, and I was completely done as I love my makeup. I love my hair. I love my red lips and nails, but the juxtaposition of playing with that of we, we, mm, it's normally legs together. It's normally doing certain thing. But that's mm-hmm. me. I like to, and I say I'm the biggest cheerleader, but I'm the biggest challenger. And I had so many comments about that image and the other images we got like that, because it's almost like this is a bit uncomfortable because you're not supposed mm-hmm. to do that. You're supposed to be in a certain way and doing a certain thing. And for me, those are the ones that I love because that's the essence of me. Yeah. Always challenging the status quo you are. Well, I just I, I I do it in a though. certain way, but not just because of because, but because mm. that's actually how I would, you know, not, not always say, I'm saying if I'm wearing a skirt, I wouldn't, but I am not, a, I'm not necessarily a quintessential lady. That's just not who I am. And I think Absolutely. this with this photography and when you're creating your legacy, if we come back around to legacy, do you have to create your legacy with quintessentially who you are at your core and your values? Oh, yes completely because otherwise you're not creating your legacy you're creating someone else's so I've got a question for you now have you ever shot someone um in a commercial shoot situation where you recognize that actually they are not living into their truth as who they are in front of the camera they may have been borrowing somebody's legacy in terms of who they think they should be in the world so actually it's it's almost like a second or somebody else's who's who you've got you haven't got the pure soul you might be trying to get it from them but actually they're still running this who I should be yeah I think I think there is a there's almost like a persona that people expect to have to turn up as in it to a shoot as and it might be that not necessarily they'll be in the right path but in the photos are trying to portray something that really they're not and so I think one of one of my things that I think one of I what I think is a quality of mine is being able to recognize when someone's not being their authentic self and not to a sense that I would say it was lying but just I'm putting on a front to be what I think I should be in front of your camera and I'm, I and it will lead me to a conversation about hey like you know what are you like on a normal day what are your you know are you a smiley person are you have a person are you a sexy sultry you know 
madam like you know where are you what energy what energy do you want to put out in the world but but also who are you really because we need to find that point where those the energy you want to give versus the energy you actually are meet and it might not be exactly what you're giving me right now so let's take five minutes and explore that um and it could be like to take a really easy example here um on the boudoir side of things the pinup like you have cheesecake pinup which is very smiley and very cheeky but you know some of us just literally don't have that we're not the cheeky pinup we are the sultry vixen or you know like the uh the ex-wife with the murderess robe kind of like vibes like <laughs> But that's okay because we don't all have to be the cheesecake pinup. We can absolutely come to a shoot or any situation and say, this is unapologetically who I am and I'm going to rock that. And so, yeah, so sometimes it is just finding, just realigning someone with what actually are their core values rather than what sometimes it might feel. The way I perceive it is sometimes because of the work that someone shoots as a photographer, it is expected for you to be like their other clients rather than for you to turn up as your authentic self. And so for me, it's always about breaking down that barrier and going, hey, it's okay to actually be true you. So it's so interesting. You just brought something up that was coming into my mind too about um, boudoir. So getting into a little bit of a different area right now. A while ago, I wanted to learn how to do burlesque. And one of the most interesting parts of that was when you came to your character creation. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, anybody, don't go and Google me. I'm not on stage anywhere. I was just doing it purely for me. It was an act of self-love. I wanted to do it for me. But when you come to creating your character in burlesque, Mm -hmm. this is the interesting part because you've got, you have got that, the cute bit, you've got the sexy siren, you've got the femme fatale. And it's such an interesting thing to go, actually, and I'm going to invite every listener right now. If I was a Mm -hmm. boudoir character, what would my character be and what would be their name? And I've used this when actually people are, are struggling with their values and clients are struggling with their values, both personally and in business, because actually it's a way of doing it. It's a different creative process. So are mm-hmm. you, do you like to tease or are you very much cute? You know, and again, I'm saying cute and I can't help it because I'm not a cute person. When I said I'm not a girl, <laughs> I'm not a cute person like that. That's just not who I am. Mine, by the way, anyone's going, oh, I wonder what Laura was because they might, you might well be. I am a femme fatale. I like the vixen. I like that's mm-hmm. all my energy. I like the come hither then go away. That's that's all of my energy. I kind of I kind of bring into character. But for you, think about if you've never done it before, by the way, I completely would advocate going to do a burlesque class and going through the whole thing because it is such a beautiful experience. You can do them online now if you don't want to go in person with a pandemic and there's no reason not to do them. But think of who your character would be. What would be their attributes? And then think of names. Because when you start thinking of names, you start thinking, oh, no, that's not. That's too cute. That's too this way. That's Mm -hmm. too that way. That's too this way. Okay. Now, am I allowed to ask about your experience with burlesque? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Raven Six uh, is a, a very important part of my prior history. Tell um, us about yeah, I want to know about Raven. <laughs> um, so Raven was around, oh gosh, like 2011 to about 2013, 14. Um, I never officially, like, never announced my retirement or anything. So Raven could come back at any moment, but uh, safe to say that all the costumes uh they're not even in my wardrobe anymore so we'd have to be like a full comeback uh but raven um 
was actually like the third name that I had mm. and like you very femme fatale feisty um the name is inspired by the last raven in the tower and the legend that if the last raven leaves the tower will fall Ooh. so it kind of had that sort of like historic darkness like legend to it so she was very dark lots and lots of black bling um but I would say actually took me a couple of attempts to get who I wanted to be and what ended up working was being a more exaggerated version of my true self because I again I'm not cheesecake I'm not pin up like I'm a smiley person but actually like I, re I again the the come hither now go away kind of <laughs> that's exactly who I am as well so um I'd gone through a few names to find this one um and yeah sort of like used to prowl about on stage and sort of like very dark sort of, um it was classical types of music. So um, in the Hall of the Mountain King, but it was the mm. Trent Reznor version. So it was okay. sort of like a bit dark, electronic-y. Um, so yeah, and it was just a really good way to explore my body and my persona and get on stage and be creative in a different way. And I, at that, I remember at that time being really, really, in tune with myself and actually it's been something I've been considering again lately is going back and doing some classes not with the intention of getting on stage but to just have that time to reconnect with my body and explore and move and I, I, you know best ideas come when you're being creative and sort of dancing and all of that kind of stuff so yeah but yeah it's, it's been it's, a few years <laughs> yeah it's well when you do burlesque for anyone who's never done it um you do have to have such an awareness of your body. Yes, of your size, because especially if you're dancing in heels, by the way, I found it incredibly hard. So I, I, I was like, wow, stomach muscles are not here with me right now as I was trying to start doing it. But <laughs> you have to be aware of your body constantly of how it moves and the, the lines that you are trying to create, because there's a very different line from a cheeky line to a come hither line. And mm -hmm. there is a wonderful connection with your body. But I love what you just said as it relates to legacy, because I think this is so important. You said you had different versions of the name as you were exploring who you were. And when we come to legacy, when you come to creating photos even, you have different versions of yourself that will only be available to you when you've done other pieces of work. So that name Raven Six may not have been available to you at the beginning. What would be your advice of how to decide what you want to have captured and how to find someone, the person who's going to bring out that best in you on camera? I think it's really important to have a connection with a person that you're shooting with and I don't mean like you have to be best friends before that happens um because let's be honest it's it's still a business transaction at the end of the day but it's really important to know deep down the person who is shooting you like look through their portfolios find work that resonates with you so you might be you know if I think about this from like the sense of like when I was picking a, a wedding photographer for me or like the last boudoir photographer that I had I was going through and finding work that I thought was truly beautiful and by beautiful I don't mean they had really beautiful subjects but what I mean is their artwork spoke to me their photos they hit a note with me that I was like I would put that on my wall or I would like to be the person in that photograph like not specifically look like them, but I want to be in that shot and then once you've got to that stage then it, you know it's not necessarily a case of booking that person straight away get to know them like interact with them 
reach out, have a chat with them, see how you get on, bounce some conversation back and forth. Um, generally speaking, the clients that come to me, we might have been speaking for two to three years before they might book because it's important to me that they know that they are getting what they need from me rather than, you know, pushing that sale. Mm. Um, and actually that's my favorite part is getting to know the clients beforehand um, so that we can actually build that so that when it comes to the shoot day, I feel like I already know you or have a strong enough connection with you that I can say, you know, from what I know about you already, like we had on our, on our shoot, it's like saying, you like to play with that mask femme boundary. Absolutely. You like to push those notes. But we've been chatting for a while before yours as well. And so we'd spoken about like your brand values, your core values, like what the photos were for, what they were being used for. And I think all of that is really important to speak about before the shoot so that everyone's going in and knowing what the expectations are and what the overall outcomes are as a combined goal. And don't forget other things such as if they're on a podcast, go and listen to them on a podcast, go to their, their, if they're on stories or where you can actually hear them talk to, because sometimes Mm -hmm. you can just hear someone's voice or hear them say something and you go, no, that's not for me. And that's okay. Yeah. And the other thing, um, a huge amount of our listeners, hi there listeners, uh, are British. And so when we start talking about things such as sex and money, um, boudoir, I know there's the word boudoir. Some people have gone, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. I've got that on in the Ooh. car and the kids are listening. Can I say this word? You know, <laughs> <laughs> which boudoir actually means sulky, doesn't it? I'm sure boudoir, it comes from, I'm sure I was reading that boudoir, the original French translation means sulky. So when you say boudoir, you actually mm. mean sulky. I'm not ever shooting for the sake of shooting. I'm shooting because I love creating. So I'm never going to be doing something that's doing a disservice for you because it's in my interest also to make you look smoking hot, (laughs) regardless of whether that's business or branding. You know, to me, every single person is, is portfolio worthy. As long as you have consent, I have consent from you, obviously, to put it in the portfolio. But even if you don't, it's still to me, every single photo I want to be proud of I don't ever want there to be work in the world that I go "Mm, I didn't give that my all so if you come to me with a half idea I will help you turn it into a full idea because at the end of the day I want to help you create memories and this comes back to your legacy doesn't it again of you Mm -hmm. want there to be a footprint of you out there after you've gone and you would hate the idea of a footprint being out there that is less than because you weren't being of service or you weren't, it wasn't the thing. You just would rather not take the photo. Is that what I'm understanding you're saying? Yeah, I want to do, I want to do a good job. I don't want to half-ass it. I want to full-ass my entire way to legacy. <laughs> oh, all right. And on that note, before we wrap up, <laughs> as we're full-assing our way to creating a legacy, <laughs> what's your top three non-negotiables when it does come to creating that legacy? Uh, well, see, I wrote these down because I thought this was the really important part. So uh, one, live wildly, mm. take every adventure, bring your full ass, say yes to things. Uh, number two, make connections because you absolutely don't know who you're going to meet on the way up mm. and you don't know who you're going to need on the way down. Mm. Be grateful, be gracious, uh, don't hold too many grudges. It's not worth your energy. Um, and my third and most important one, was get comfortable with being uncomfortable oh hell yes (laughs) you cannot forge new paths and create legacy uh without being the first person to tread the path 
and it's never easy but it's so worth the journey love that Tiggs I love that and we call that in a coaching terms we talk call it your growth zone and your growth zone is normally uncomfortable and when you get to the edge of that and you are really mm. pushing your your outer limits your edges then you are really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah then you are literally clinging on and, and when we say clinging on we're probably both laughing but actually we're talking about your mind body soul and your mind can be clinging on because to move past that edge to that edge is no longer your edge and you're used to it means that you have to mm-hmm. shed something you have to let go of something to evolve to become mm-hmm. something new and I remember when the first time I booked a photographer for myself outside of the wedding that was my edge I'd never booked I had no clue what to ask I didn't know what you did in these things I didn't know any of this stuff at all but actually once you've done it that edge becomes a new normal and you're comfortable wow I think we've covered so many parts of legacy and especially as it relates to legacy and using photography to capture that journey of creating legacy thanks so much for being here with me today Tiggs I've had so much fun thank you for deep diving into my soul with me today (laughs) (laughs) it has been said that with a big enough lever you can move the world I've spent my life figuring out how to use that lever to move my own world and in doing so I help extraordinary entrepreneurs do exactly the same for themselves. So I want to offer you a perspective on what gives you the greatest leverage in your life to create wealth, health, and happiness. It's called legacy. And the lever to your legacy is within your reach. If you'd love to know more about this, go to laurapainstanley.com forward slash legacy. Thank you.